You're listening to Sound Advice. Hi, everybody. My name is Steve Jones. You're listening to Ballard's LLP Medical Podcast Sound Advice. Today, I'm joined by Mark, who is one of the uh, specialist medical partners at Ballard's LLP, and Naomi, who is one of the managers within our medical department. Um, so today we want to have a bit of a discussion around the locum claim process for GPs. Uh, now, this is not a new thing. I think this came in around uh, 2016. Um, Mark, do you want to sort of set the scene a little bit for us? Thanks, Steve. What we're seeing is actually that we, we suspect there's going to be a little bit of a tightening up on this. And this is something that we're probably going to see in all areas as, as money becomes a little bit tighter. Uh, but we've already started to see it. So we thought it'd be useful as a bit of a reminder um, about that it's there, um, how it can be used. Um, and, uh, and and hopefully try and avoid some of the um, problems that we've seen on a few clients where um, some claims have been refused or some claims have been pushed back um, so that those uh, claims can be made in full. Basic position, uh, just a reminder, the claims you can make is for parental leave or for sickness. So if you've got parental leave, um, you can claim um, a lower amount for the first couple of weeks, but then £1,751 a week for the next 24 weeks, the total of 26 weeks. If someone's off sick, um, you get nothing for the first two weeks, um, and then £1,751 for the next 26 weeks. Um, there is also something available for the next 26 weeks, which is at a, a reduced rate. So it's worth about 45,000 quid um, for the first 26 weeks. So it's worth having, which will buy you, I guess, four, four and a bit, maybe five locum sessions a week if you're, if you're lucky. So um, it's worth having it. It's worth getting it right. And so, as I say, there's some rules that need to be followed um, to get these claims in. Um, and sometimes there can be some interpretation issues that we've come across as well as NHS um, England as well. So um, I suppose, first of all, what's the basic rules? Uh, Naomi, do you want to just run us through that? Right, so the basic rules are that you have to notify NHS England when you have a claim. There's a specific claim form. There's a slightly different one for sickness and for parental leave. And you have to send that in, complete that, send it in to them. Um, and attach either the MAP B1 for parental leave or the sick notes for sickness leave. Um, and then they will come back to you and approve the claim. So, and then once the person has been off for leave, then you can um, add up your, your locums or your payroll GPs, put them on the final claim form um, and and send that one back off to NHS England for payment. So you mentioned um, you can make a claim there. Well, I've mentioned and you mentioned as well, making a claim for locums. And I think that's probably the thing that most people think this is for, which is great. Uh, but it's not just locums we can claim for, is it? What else can we claim? No, you can also claim overtime from salary GPs or if a salary GP takes on an extra session, then that can be claimed for. Um, and you can claim for so partner GPs. If a partner GP does an extra extra session, um, either temporarily or on a permanent or on a permanent basis to cover the cover, um, then you can claim for those as well. And there is there is a little quirky rule within there, which I don't think ever really comes into play. But um, you do need to be aware of it that there's a there's a there's a nine session a week maximum. So if you've got a 
uh, a GP who's already doing eight sessions, they can only do an extra one to take them up to nine. They couldn't do two sessions covered to take them up to nine. Okay, so that's so that's useful. So how does um you know how do we how do we deal with a partner? You know, in terms of how I suppose how do we cost this? It's it's very easy, I suppose, if you've got a locum because we're we've got an invoice. We know how much that locum's costing us, don't we? What about salary GPs? What about partners? How do we deal with that? So a salary GP is equally fairly straightforward um, because you take the the cost of their overtime, you add on the associated employer's national insurance and employer's pension um, that goes with that overtime, and that's the, the cost of them doing that extra work. For a GP partner, what you need is a, a form um, that the, the surgery can uh, produce that says what time it is that the session was done, what date the session was done, um, and that it was to cover the maternity or the sickness. Okay. And what do we, you know, what, what price do we put on a partner's time, you know, a partner session? As I say, you know, it's, it's, it sounds like it's easy to come up with the number for a locum. It's easy to come up for a number for a salary GP. But what, what number do we use for, for a partner? How do we come up with something on that? I think you'd have to take a reasonable view as to what a what a locum GP would cost you for that same amount of time, um, and and then just come up with something that sounds reasonable for a GP partner's time. Yeah. So if, so I guess if you're paying if you're paying for four hundred four hundred fifty pound for a for a locum session, then that wouldn't be a, an unreasonable number to charge for a for a locum session for a GP partner, would it? No, uh, right. And a similar sort of name. Okay, fine. So. Um, so we can we can we, we can know who we can claim for. One other thing that's worth mentioning, I, I have had questions from um, practices saying, well, actually, can we cover this with non-GPs? Can we use um, AMPs or can we use other other um, other staff that we have around? The answer to that is simply no. Um, it has to be a GP for GP, um, and equally, this scheme is only available to cover GPs who are off sick. It doesn't cover any other member of staff. Um, so, in terms of um, the number of sessions that we can claim for. So let's assume we've got a four session par- uh, partner um, who is off sick or off on maternity. Um, we can we can claim what four sessions a week for that every week. Yes, you're allowed to claim essentially the sessions that you've lost. So you can claim four sessions as they are a four session partner. They will likely as not fall underneath the maximum claimable limit for that week. So you'll be able to claim the full cost of those four sessions. Um, the slight quirk in here to be aware of is that the week doesn't run from Monday to Sunday. The week runs from the first day of the leave. So if someone goes off on maternity leave on Wednesday, then your week runs, runs from Wednesday to Tuesday. And you have to make sure that those four sessions are covered in that week. That's really important. There's, there's some clients that got caught out on that because... I'll be honest, if I was doing this, my week would start Monday to Friday. That's sort of how my brain works. Um, But I accept that's not how the rules work. But that does mean that does require a bit of planning, doesn't it? And actually sort of plotting out on how you're going to make sure you can cover um, you can cover the cover the sickness and also how you record it. So just I mean, how would we, I suppose, recommend or when we're doing it, how do we actually go about recording that in in a way that actually makes it easy? Um, when I tend to do the claim, I tend to do it on a spreadsheet. So I'll have a, a, a column for each week. And at the top of my column, I'll give myself the dates as to what, what date does my week start on? What date does my week end on? So that I can be sure that 
the sessions that I'm allocating to that week fall within those dates. Fine. Yeah, because that that it, it we have had a few issues, as I say, where where clients have obviously not been able to get cover for the exact days that they've lost cover for and, and, have, and have sort of managed to get the right number of days on a Monday to Friday week, but it has fallen foul of the rules, which are the, the actual sickness yeah. weeks. So, you know, and, and, you know, these can be relatively big sums that you're losing here. As I say, there's, 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 there's 45 grand up for grabs here for a six month uh, leave. So you don't, yes, I accept you might think actually, if I get 90% of that's good, but it's, it's still a loss of 4,000 4, quid. So we want to try and maximize the claim as much as we can. Okay. So, um, we've, we've then had in terms of how to physically make the claim. Um, so you've got, we've got our spreadsheet, which is now completed. We know how much each week we've spent on covering them. How do we go about making that claim? What do we then have to do? So there's a standard claim form that you have to fill in. The, the front sheet looks much the same as the claim form, or sorry, the approval claim. So when you send, when you do the initial approval, um, you fill in the form. The front sheet on the actual final claim form looks pretty much the same, just asks for the same details. There's then a subsequent sheet where you put in um, on on day one, who did the work, what hours did they work, what was the cost. Um, Their secondary spreadsheet only works for four four or five weeks at a time and only works with four GPs. So if you have a longer claim, it's either worth doing a a submission every four or five weeks so that it fits fits in their spreadsheet or you have to copy and paste that that sheet multiple times into the same workbook. Okay, so we can then get that submitted. And yes. and um, have how frequently how frequently do you have to submit it? Are there any rules on that? There aren't any rules on that. They, I think, I'm getting some pushback at the moment that they prefer that to be a monthly submission, so that they've got an equal cut or more more frequent but lower claims to process um presumably just for a cash flow perspective that makes it easier to to uh, budget for um, but as far as i know there are no rules and, and we've done claims in the past where we put the full maternity claim in at the end of the six months i i must say i think, I think that's quite important i think if you have got a uh, a long ongoing claim i think you probably should be putting claims in on a monthly basis that's how i do it because if nothing else you you're going to be suffering the cash flow as a practice you're going to be suffering the cash flow impact of having to pay for that locum cover but without the money coming in um and the number of times we go to a practice and and actually they're just pulling the claim together at the end of the six month maternity leave you know that it means that by the time they spent the time pulling that together because they've not maybe kept on top of it throughout the process pulled the claim together got all the forms in submitted them to um, the nhs um it can take quite a while for that money to come through. And it, as I said earlier, it's big bucks here. Um, so it is worth making sure we get that in there. The other thing that I would add is that if you're getting a claim in on a monthly basis, um, if you are making an error over something like the weeks we've been talking about or a, an hour thing that we'll come on about in a moment, if you are making that mistake, you, you can realise it early on and correct it. Whereas, of course, if you're making that claim in one lump sum, you haven't got that opportunity. So I'd absolutely recommend that that, that happens and that um, that's something that practices do claim on a monthly basis. So um, we've had we've had some specific pushback, haven't we? And this is this is what prompted the thought that we cover this off, really, is we, we've got 
uh, when we were preparing for this, you used a great word. They were getting a bit more pernickety um, as, a, as, as a process of trying to um, uh, look at these claims, which I think is fair, isn't it? Yes, I think so. I mean, as I said, their, their final claim form has their little spreadsheet that does a four or five week period, but will only allow you four doctors across the top. So previously, where we've had to do a longer claim or we've had more doctors um, that will fit in their columns, we've submitted our own version of their spreadsheet. Um, we're now getting significant pushback um, in that they're, they're not going to accept that. They only need one in their version. Yeah. So again, it's just, it's a feeling that that, that, that there's something, there's obviously going to be a little bit more um, of, a, of, of a review on these potentially and a little bit more focus. And we've had another specific, haven't we? Another specific issue raised, which is worth raising, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and this is, this was more concerning to us um, because they, they pushed back. One of the claims that we, we've seen, they only managed to get a three-hour session out of quite a number of locums, to be honest. They were only managing to get locums to work three-hour sessions. So we have put in a claim that essentially said, well, my two, se- two of my sessions for my partner that's gone off, well, they're four and a half hours each, so that's nine hours. So I'm going to fill those two sessions with three, three-hour sessions. So it's still nine hours so lost. it's still and... nine hours. It's, it's nine hours lost, nine hours covered. Yeah. Everything should be fine. Um, we had pushback from them to say that actually if, if the session worked was more than four and a half hours, if more than four and a half hours had been worked, that they would treat that then as two sessions. Now, obviously, a lot of the locums are coming in and they're doing two, three-hour sessions in a day, so they're invoicing us for six hours. Now, we push back fairly strongly against that to say, well, if what you're telling me is that I can only claim for two, three-hour sessions to cover two, four-and-a-half-hour sessions, what you're telling me is I can only claim for two-thirds of the cost of what I've lost. Um, and if and we then, knew that, we'd have done it differently. We might have claimed for different people. Um, absolutely. If we if we knew if we knew that, then the first thing you would do would be to not take on that well, potentially not take on that extra third session, yeah. third three hour session to cover you. If you know that you're not going to get the money back for it, um, then that does have an impact on your decision making. And there. that's that that's that's the biggest risk I think we have because all the documentation that's out there about this talks about sessions. It doesn't talk about hours. So um, and, and and we push back on this and we we push back strongly and. Um, asked them to show us in the rules where it said that uh, their interpretation was right and actually they then just paid it. Uh, they paid the claim that we put in. Um, yeah, they, they, they backed down. They, they backed down, that. fine. But but that's the, that's the we just have a, a bit of a feeling that that might be coming out a little bit of an ish there, issue there, really. Um, I suppose the final point before, I, there's one other point I want to get in, but, but finally, um, just around, you can be a little bit clever, actually, about who you'd claim for as well, can't you? You can. So if you're, if say you've got a three session partner off, but as a business, you're having to run four or five locum sessions per week, then you can obviously pick and choose which of those four or five sessions you're going to use to cover your three session sickness. So it might, it might, it might not be unreasonable to um, pick your more expensive locums to be reimbursed. Potentially, potentially. Okay, fine. So so there's there's some things we can do there. So um, we'll come on to a few top tips in a minute just to make sure that your claims are sensible. I'll just make one other point as well from an accounting angle, which is that obviously if the claim spans the year end, 
Um, we recognize that not everybody goes off sick or on maternity and comes back on the 31st of March if you've got a March year end. So nine times out of 10, there could be a spanning of the year end. Then in the accounts, we would need to bring in um, the element of that claim that relates to the period up to the year end. Hopefully that makes sense. But basically matching the income that's been earned from that claim uh, with the cost which will have already gone through um, the accounts. So we've got sort of four or five sort of top tips on this. If you do have to make a claim, um, I'll let, let me name you go through these. So I guess point one is... So do your notification form on time. Let the NHS know that the claim is, is coming, is due. Um, and so as soon as you've got your sick note or they've been off for two weeks... Um, and once you've got your MAP-B1, do that claim form, let them know that it's coming, you know, stick your marker in the sand, as it were. But if, if they, we have had claims paid where that hasn't happened. But again, going back to your great word, if they are getting a little bit more pernickety about this, as maybe funds dry up, as I suspect they will over the few, next few years, that might be an excuse not to pay if that form hasn't gone in. Absolutely. Um, and it, it, it's obviously much higher risk if these are occurring around around a year end or across a year end. Um, because once you get into the NHS's next year, you don't know what the payments are going to yeah. be like then. Yeah. Okay. So point two. Um, plan out how you're covering your um, your GP's absence. Make sure that you're starting your week on the correct date so that you don't fall foul of losing a session because it's fallen just the wrong side okay. of the date. Um, and uh, point three. Uh, create a local form for partner GPs so that you can support your claim for any sessions that they work. And I guess that all that really needs to have on it is name, date, session, uh, reason, form, reason it was for maternity and sickness, yes. and that's it. Yeah. So there's a bit of paper then for the audit trail. Someone can, somebody somewhere can tick a box to say they've seen a bit of paper to support it. Absolutely. Okay. Next point. Um. Again, coming back to plotting your cover, make sure you're getting the and making sure that you're getting the maximum amounts and make sure that your cover is in the right place. Work out whether you've got a more expensive locum that you could maybe claim rather than a, a cheaper a cheaper one. Is there a cheaper locum anymore? I don't know. I don't know if there's cheaper locums. Okay. But uh, if you're covering it with salary GP time, Fine. for example, that's likely to be cheaper than a locum. And finally? Um, put in regular forms. Just make sure that you're getting these in regularly. If we're getting pushed back, then at least we, yeah, we're getting our claims in and built up so that we don't get to the end of six months and then be told that we've done something wrong. Okay, fantastic. Thank you. Um, so I, I, I suppose the, the reason for doing this um, topic really was to say we can see, we suspect the rules might get tightened up a little bit. That's, that's really what we're, we're saying. Um, and let's try and, and make sure that the claims can be maximised and put in a, on a timely basis. What I would suggest, if you have got a claim uh, that you know is coming or you, you you know someone's going to go off or someone has just gone off uh, and you want to just chat it through, then get in touch. Um, clearly, hopefully, uh, Naomi's given you the impression that she knows what she's doing on this. She does do a number of these claims um, and has um, um, spent over the last few years um, challenging a pushback from NHS England, all of which successfully, actually. So uh, please do get in touch. Naomi, Mark, thank you very much. Great information as always. Um, as Mark says, if you'd like to get in touch, uh, the usual number is 01905 or alternatively, you can contact Mark directly on mark.skellum, S-K-E-L-L-U-M, at ballardsllp.com. Uh, Mark, Naomi, thank you very much, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you.